so did you hear about the fan who made the biggest mistake of his life? Oh no. What happened? Uh, they simply tweeted, If Cody Rhodes likes this tweet, I will tattoo his logo on my finger. And tagged him, which made it very easy for Cody to like the tweet. Oh, that's, that's not even, that's just low-hanging fruit. You just wanted to tattoo Cody's logo on your finger, didn't you? Yeah, and it's like right at the like meat section, like where your thumb meets your hand. And Blake Tanner, there is no possible better indicator for post-nut clarity to happen than if after you get done, you just look down and you see mm. adrenaline in my soul. In my soul. <laughs> uh, tattooed my finger, Cody Rose. That's actually what he tweeted as well. I just, God... That poor guy, after every single session, is just going to be cleaning himself up like, Whoa! It's only smoking mirrors! <laughs> oh, and here I am thinking that me making a little ghost for a finger puppet was weird. <laughs> um, he's just a coming man, <laughs> working hard with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> So welcome to Five Boys, a show about professional and not so professional wrestling. And I am suffering from what I can only describe as a pro wrestling hangover, Scotty Moore. Oh man, I'm just as overexposed as Adam Cole, Blake Tanner. Gee, oh, oh, you didn't. You said it. <laughs> I started with it because I want to see what people are thinking. Dylan brought it up recently and was like, the IWC's finally turning. I'm like, no, 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 it's, oh, Dylan's not here this week, by the way, because Dylan had to, I guess, sleep. Um, but <laughs> Look at him being healthy uh, and us not talking about if we wanted to record tonight. <laughs> shut up. It's okay. Um, so uh, the whole problem with Adam Cole is shockingly enough a problem that also has happened with another member of his household <laughs> in that a lot of the matches have gotten very formulaic, very uh, here every single week and I don't think I would mind, because, like, that was what happened with Punk initially in the beginning as well, but they very quickly fixed Punk. And I think that's what they're doing that with Cole as well right now, because they're returning him to the best position he has had so far, which is the side chick of two separate tag teams, and let those two fight. So what you're saying is we got we got two-week two rule is still in effect because it looks like they're making changes. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm happy they did do the blow off with him and him and Paige. I thought that was kind of important to have. That way, not everything ended at the um, at the pay-per-view. But yeah, that was fun. But no, my my wrestling hangover is just like, man, shit's been so good <laughs> for so fucking long now at this point that I'm just like, yeah, I yeah, I know. Yeah, I know there's a, a co-branded show happening in Chicago with AW. Yeah, I know Samoa Joe's here. Yeah, he's fighting Suzuki. Fuck, please just give me a moment to breathe, Tony. No, you get no moments. Tony's not going to stop. Mm -hmm. Eventually, Tony is going to have to stop, though. He's got to understand that at this point. <laughs> he's got to. You've got to. We can't keep doing this, Tony. No. Um, oh. And it continued this week on Dynamite because I was like, okay, the only really big thing here is going to be the FTR match, which did fucking bust nuts. It yeah, was it very ripped, good. It ripped. Um, and so I thought, surely nothing else will happen of import. No, there does, because uh, Phoenix returns. <laughs> Deanna Perrazzo gets announced for a ROH women's title unification match for next week's Dynamite. Mm -hmm. And then in a backstage promo, MJF basically just says, hey, Wardlow, you're fighting Big Cass next week. <laughs> oh, we had, and that's just not even getting into, I think, partially out of respect for Dylan not being here. The fucking forbidden door where you got to wonder. 
Oh, the fuck are we gonna see? What's gonna happen? Is it good? Is it finally gonna happen? Is Dylan gonna have a stroke while watching live wrestling? Well, yeah, well, yes, he is, but we're not gonna focus on that. That's negative. We don't want to focus on that right now. Um, <laughs> you want to know how bad my wrestling hangover is? Although I will say, also, it had already come out somewhat before the show proper that this is probably what Tony's going to be announcing, but still tune in. Uh, I actually broke my computer last week, which is why we didn't do a show last week. Mm -hmm. um, big thanks to Blake Tanner, my IT guy, for fixing that for me. Uh, uh, but I was, it, was, uh, it was the opposite of a house call. We had You had to bring the computer to my house. Yeah, uh, but I was just frustrated. I was trying to get this computer to work, and I laid down in like my parents' bed with Weird, I know, but that's the only place I had a phone charger. And I could hear AEW from the living room, and I heard Tony come out, and then he was just like, and out the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I'm like, okay, here's what it is. And then Jay White comes out, and I'm like, I know I need to be excited right now, and I'm sure I will be in the morning, but I just want to get this fucking GPU to work. Oh, God. Were we, that's just such a... We hadn't recorded... We've not recorded since the Samoa Joe incident, have we? The yes. Su the um, Suzuki Joe. Match. The Suzuki Joe, which was after, like, yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute since I've been on, at least. That should be my heel of the week at this point, but I won't do it. Yeah, um, Satnam Singh came out with Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal, um, which didn't make the crowd that happy. Uh, definitely didn't make me, because it was a very WWE, uh, WWE, WWE. Yep, WWE Wii of ending the show, which isn't bad. Like, they've, they've had WWE finishes before, and they've worked. The problem is they put it onto Suzuki versus Samoa Joe, which I don't think anyone excited to watch that wanted to see WWE shit happen afterwards. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. And I do love how Tony afterwards was like, yep. Not doing that again. <laughs> Y'all, I fucked up. I'm not gonna lie. I fucked up on that one. Really shouldn't have turned out the lights. Really shouldn't have made all of you think it was Cesaro showing up. My B. Which Listen, I do you appreciate. Know <laughs> it was everybody's fucky-wucky is basically what Tony said. <laughs> fucky-wucky quack-quack says me, Tony Khan. Um, also from us, well... Yeah, that's your fucky-ducky-quack-quack moment. <laughs> of the week. Um... Also, we wish some well wishes to Hangman Page, who's currently battling COVID right now. He'll buckshot Larry at the shit out. That might be what it takes to finally end the full pandemic, is Hangman Page has to tussle with it, and it he takes it out, finally. Oh, so he's gonna be... He's fighting for all of us again. Yes, he's fighting for all of us against COVID-19, is what's happening. On Oh, God, I don't know if ever in the history of my my being a fan have i had such a great babyface champion as page because even no, like because looking, he's had a good run too which is hard for a babyface champion like yeah. once they finish their fight like once they get the championship that they they've sought after for months and years in hangman's case basically usually the run kind of peters out but hangman's had a strong run so far well it's because at that point, you've reached the top of the mountain, and most of the time, when a heel is your top champion, it's like a final boss. So everyone wants to go after the final boss. They kind of become a static character. That's what works so well with... Uh, I don't want to compliment them, but that's what works so well with Roman in WWE right now. He doesn't have to change much, even though he does adapt like every once in a while and change, and he's very fun. But like with Paige... Once he became champion, it wasn't a, okay, now I am final boss, I am champion. It was, okay, now that I'm a champion, I need to test myself in every possible measure to see where my weaknesses are and then fight back against them and then use them in, like, to fight future uh, future people who come along. Like, he took the knowledge he got from a Texas deathmatch with Lance Archer and then used it to defeat Adam Cole. It's fucking smart. <laughs> because he's he's still he's still the one that's overcoming challenges. They are different challenges though. And they are challenges within himself. More yeah, than exactly. anything. Yeah, and I I cannot wait for him versus Punk. That's gonna be 
very, very fun. Uh, I don't know if they are going to pull the trigger on either of them being a heel at this point or not. I don't that's gonna be yeah yeah i don't think they need to at this point also if you want to a terrify hear a terrifying sentence taz is getting stem cell treatments oh god is the suplex machine coming back you are feel, they rebuilding the suplex machine do you feel the pain shooting down the back of your neck that's just sympathy pains for all the necks that are about to get broken with all the suplexes when taz comes i want I want Taz and Hook as a tag team. That's my Rey Mysterio and Dominic is is Taz and Hook. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe, I don't know how long the run would be, but I feel like Taz's ultimate goal would just to be to have a match with his son and a match against his son. Yep, exactly. Which we are still waiting on with fucking Dominic uh, at this point. Uh, Matt Cardone is a fucking psychopath, by the way. We're, I we, I know he's so great. If we could just shift away from AEW for a minute, uh, because he is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, mm-hmm. which what the fuck? And the I don't know if it's their next pay per view or what, but there is going to be a show in Knoxville, Tennessee, which I'm going to force you to possibly go to, named after his catchphrase always ready and it will feature his music as the sole theme of the show all promotional materials will include his brand and likeness including a modified nwa logo which now reads matt cardona wrestling alliance see that's that's one of those things that goes so far down like so far into insufferable territory that you have to go see it yes did Ric Flair ever have an event named after him? No. Did Harley race? Never. As the only real world's champion, I am honored to have this event named after me because I earned this all by myself. I fucking hate him. Has he done... I feel like this is something he's got to have done before, or at least thought of. How long is it going to take before he wins a belt and just spray paints a big old dick on it? I <laughs> Not a big old dick. My favorite thing that has happened to one of his belts actually was not done by him, but was done by friend of the show, Effie, who when Effie won the internet championship from him, he just took two Hello My Name Is stickers and put it over both side plates and wrote Effie on it. You know what? I have to... I give props to that one. That's creative. Yeah. Uh, you know the Ultimo Dragon picture where Ultimo's got like 50 belts hanging off of him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, apparently Cardona has recreated that with all of his belts, and he has uh, texted it to Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I love that. That <laughs> makes me he's so just, happy. He's he's so great at just being the worst. And <laughs> I cannot wait until, like, people start photoshopping more belts onto him like they did with that one Triple H picture. I want to meet him, but also I don't know if I'll be able to be nice to him, so I don't know. I just, like, walk up and shake his hand and just, fuck you. Fuck you so much. I love you. Fucking die. You've made me... You've turned from one of my most favorite personalities, someone I feel like I could have a beer with, into... Just the absolute lowest of the low human <laughs> trash pile. Congratulations. He went from my favorite, like, almost like cult wrestler in WWE. He left and then kind of floundered. So I was disappointed with in him for a while. And then this happened. And it's just, he shot right back up to one of my favorites. That stupid piece of shit. But speaking well, of... That's what Speaking oh, well. of stupid pieces of shit, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, I know. Here we go. So, I, I before we get to this, because you did say you did say the big VKM. Yeah. Um, are we at a point where we're just going to be more laissez-faire in our mentions of the Fed? Because I kind of feel it that way. But also, Dylan's not here, so this actually has nothing to do with the WWE. It does, however, have something to do with the WWF in the 2000s. Okay, yeah, you fucking... Nope, there's the loophole. Jump right through it. There we go. Um, so, speaking on the Something to Wrestle podcast, Bruce 
Pritchard detailed McMahon's idea for a match that would happen in the middle of Wall Street. The ring on Wall Street is when we moved from the NASDAQ to the New York Stock Exchange in October 2000. Vince came into my office, and I believe it was going to be a Tuesday or Wednesday that we were going to be on the New York Stock Exchange to ring the bell on the stock exchange. And so Vince wanted to put a massive ring in the middle of Wall Street, shut the whole street down, put a ring there, and have matches at noon going live on WWF.com. So it's like, okay, I thought he was just kind of telling me this. So I knew that we had to put on a show, we need to come up with something. But what he was telling me was, I want to do this, get it done, and as he trails off, he goes, "Eh, and I want a bear! I want the rock to wrestle a bear. The Brahma <laughs> Bull versus a bear. <laughs> and that's when I looked down to see the absolute pile of cocaine on Vince's desk. The bull versus the bear. The living wrestling bear. Uh, the bear, thank God, was reconsidered on several fronts because, first of all, there were probably numerous activists that would not look kindly on a wrestling bear, even though they probably wouldn't have been alarmed because, trust me, the bear always goes over. Uh, so that's when they, that's the first time that Hornswoggle in a bear suit came up in conversation ever. Exactly. Uh, So anyways, as we're getting closer, the idea becomes, well, do you want a bear hanging out on the New York Stock Exchange the day your stock goes public? Well, the bear was out today on New York. No, you don't want that. You want the Brahma bull. It's a bullish market, not a bear market, for God's sake. So we had the Brahma bull, didn't have any bears, which now leads me to this question, Blake Tanner, of every wrestler today, not counting Brian Danielson, because we know he's already wrestled one. Who would you most like to see fight a bear? (laughs) Oh, God. Who would I most like to see fight a bear? I'd probably have to say, like... I don't want to see... I've I've seen a literal wrestler fighting a bear before, and it's not fun because the animal is just scared and terrified. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm, I am on the soapbox of the animal rights activist because it's just a cruel, terrible thing to do. But probably Samoa Joe. Oh, that's... A, I was going to say Powerhouse Hobbs. Hobbs, yeah, that's a good... That's a good pick as well. But I would want to see... I want to see a muscle buster to a bear. I, it's a horrible <laughs> thing to see. It's a horrible thing to say. It's not something I really want to see, but that grim, dark part of me wants to see Samoa Joe muscle buster a bear. Now, if, but that means the bear's going to lose. You can't have the bear lose. If, the, if I am booking some poor guy to go in there and get his shit beat in by, uh, by a bear, I kind of think I want it to be Sean Spears. I think I want to see uh, Sean Spears try to take a chair to a bear's head and the bear just punch it out of his hands. <laughs> I just want to see somebody be friends with the bear. Can we do that? Um, that would be the Chuck Taylor versus bear match. <laughs> would be He just hugs him the whole time. Uh, but speaking of Sean Spears, there's a much better person in his house, and her name is Cassie Lee, one half of the inspiration. Is this a segue? Why, yes, it is. Uh, because uh, welcome. <laughs> welcome to a podcast, motherfuckers. <laughs> Earlier today, unfortunately, uh, the inspiration, formerly the Iconics, uh, Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay, have announced they are indefinitely stepping away from in-ring action, which makes me very sad because I love them. Um, not enough to watch Impact Wrestling, unfortunately, but I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. I watch the clips that they're in. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I try with Impact. I try so much. I just don't know why I can't ever get into it. It's the uh, same thing I had with NWA. I was like, I want to watch, but I just, I just can't. I just can't get into it. We are stuck in our old man ways at this point. Uh, yeah, but they're stepping away to focus kind of on their own their own private ex like whatever they want to do whether that be acting hollywood whatever they're gonna fucking succeed they work their asses off big ups to the iconics uh, also they make uh, they make a lot of money according to interviews off of their it's not only fans but it's service like only fans yeah and they just get to like model on that and don't really have to you know wrestle I all the time i really dug their um 
they're like tributes to Britney Spears. Yeah, attire they just they get did. to dance and stuff. Like yeah. that's just cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of impact, by the way, I didn't even have this in the notes. Um, impact is so weird because earlier today I was like, "Huh, what's Sammy doing?" Old Sammy Callahan, because I've not heard from him in a while. I'd like to see him in AEW. I don't know. Hadn't heard anything. Literally a debut vignette <laughs> or like a return vignette. It just showed up for him at Impact. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so the moment you need to start thinking about Sammy Callahan again is the moment he shall return. Um, is, also, do you have to say his name three times? That's what is I that think it? happened. Uh, also, big, uh, big ups to Josh Alexander for toppling Moose to win the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, which makes me very happy. It also reminded me of that really dumb line Brandy said in that one promo against Ethan Page, where she was like, the only reason we hired you was to get to Josh Alexander. And I'm like, all you just did was promote a competitor's television show. Because people are going to go, who's Josh Alexander? Let me Google it. Impact. Oh, I can watch that for free on the internet? Let's go, boys. I I mean, I will say, like, Impact does, it's not going to be, it's not going to be chomping into AEW's uh, viewership that much, let's be honest, because AEW's got a pretty solid viewership at this point. Yeah. And also, Tony did just buy all of those advertisements on it that one time, so. He, he did. Um. Well, Blake, I'm so happy because finally the wrestling world gets to cross over with my other love, which is uh, Dr. Michael Morbius, the living vampire. Fuck you. <laughs> because um, Bad Bunny, WrestleMania star, is going to portray Juan Carlos Estrada Sanchez in the Marvel film El Muerto. Uh, which is apparently another one of those Spider-Man villains that was only in, like, three comics, and then they yeah. were like, let's give him a movie! It's this, we're getting, we're getting into the weeds on some of these things, although... They skipped so many <laughs> to get to this guy! But I am excited because that means wrestling superhero movie. Mm-hmm. As long as Moon Knight exists, I can I can see no wrong in what they do Marvel wise. You did you saw Morbius with me. You can definitely see the wrong. No, 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 no. It's okay. Moon Knight cleansed it from me. It's like <laughs> it's like it helped me and like three other versions of me that live in my head put the bad bad memories of Morbius in a box and lock it away what in a sarcophagus. Saying, what you're saying is no, the personality of mine that saw Morbius is locked away now. I am now Moon Knight is what's happening now. Yes, anytime I look in the mirror, he is just screaming at me. Yeah. Uh, it's you know, very unhealthy. And you know who's screaming for us? All of our lovely fans at patreon.com slash a load of BS, the website where you can support us, get access to exclusive content like Wrestling History X, old episodes of JWF with me and Blake reacting, and then we may start doing some You Paid for This again, because... We've had some suggestions for fun fiction for movies that I'll be honest, I don't want to write a fan fiction for, but I would absolutely love to just watch and talk shit about, including Real Steel, which Wrestling Connection was promoted by Hugh Jackman on WWE Raw and did feature Davian Sandow coming out dressed like Magneto. <laughs> To find yep, him. I, I remember, I, I've not seen that movie, but I remember that movie. <laughs> and you can get it all at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Blake, who are we tweeting this week? Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Why? Oh, Dylan, damn you for not being here. Hey, Samoa Joe, would you muscle buster a bear? Hey, at, how about this? Hey, at Samoa Joe. Oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Because he legitimately will, like, analyze his wrestling matches. Can we do Daniel Garcia? Hey, at Daniel Garcia, with what technique would you use to finish a bear finish in the ring? Finish a bear. <laughs> oh, man. And then just reply at, at Brian Danielson. Comments. <laughs> All right. While I do this, why don't you get into your heel of the week? Oh, wow, I really did come into this one unprepared, huh? Oh, no! 
Uh, I it, it's been so long since I've been here that I've forgotten how we do this show. So give me about two seconds to just go down here. Oh, what's in? Nope, it's all WWE stuff that's happened that's bad. COVID still sucks. I'm going back to the well on that one. How about, okay, just let me take it real quick, and then I will let you jump back in afterwards. Oh. I have faith in you to find something of garbage. Um, so, the TNT Championship started off real good, didn't it? Really phenomenal. Someone, have you seen those pictures online where someone draws, like, a very perfect tiger and then it just slowly descends into, like, child's line art? Yeah, somebody put over the first half of that picture, Miro, Darby, and Cody's championship reigns, and then Scorpio and Sammy's championship reigns over the line art, because holy shit. Um, I'm... I, I'm sure that... Hot swapping a title has its place. And I'm sure that shooting it between two guys has its place. Um, not now. Not not here. Um, because But like Miro died for this, and he didn't get to go to heaven because he wasn't okay with his God. You should have just gave it to Eddie Kingston when you could, instead of holding off on it. Um yeah. because Sammy has fully gone heel. Sammy has fully gone, oh my god, like, the chorus of booze when he came out for that ladder match. <laughs> Sammy Guevara, boo! Just throughout the entire arena. So They, because they want me to hate them, I'm kind of proud of him. I'm like, good for you, you're making me feel what you want me to feel, but also, fuck you. <laughs> I don't like you. You're making me hate Ty Conti, which makes me hate you even more. Um, I will say, though, the match itself was very good. I'm happy Scorpio has the title now. But once but again... Wait. Yeah, but once again, that means now Sammy's a three-time champ. Uh, fucking Scorpio's now a two-time champ. Like, it's it's lessening the meaning with every eventual one. I will say... um. Scorpio, it was a very fun, almost double turn of a match, although Sammy had already really turned beforehand, but by the end of it, Philadelphia was going fucking crazy for Scorpio Sky. They were like, you climb that ladder, my boy, you climb that ladder, and you go, and you raise that racist white man's hand in the sky. <laughs> You're already good. You're all good, brother. It's, uh, shockingly enough, by the way, Dan Lambert's fault, apparently, that Cody left AEW. So thank you, Dan Lambert, once again, the biggest babyface heel that ever exists. Uh, but apparently Lambert gifted Cody the, um, WWE championship, the one that Dusty held and then had taken away from him. Um, and once Cody saw that, he was like, yeah, I can use this for a promo to explain why I'm about to leave for a whole lot more money and people who will cheer me. Uh, so that happened. Uh, the match was great. Uh, fucking cutter out of nowhere. Sammy ate the biggest shit in the world. He tried to hit like a Phoenix splash, but Scorpio was already like on his feet. And God, he just crumpled. And I've shown you the um, Owen Stone Cold match, right? Where Owen breaks... Yeah, and, like, there's a solid five minutes of just Owen walking around the ring, throwing up his hands, getting the heel heat, while Austin is like, I can't feel shit from my neck down, but I know I gotta win this damn sumbitch match. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it was like that, during the to a point where even me, not a fan of Sammy Guevara lately, was legitimately worried for Sammy, because he was stumbling, he was struggling to really get any footing, but, uh, once he did... The match kept going, it went really well, and I know this is my heel of the week, but the match was very good. I just am not a big fan of how they are currently booking the TNT Championship. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's always rough when there's that hot potato in this. I don't like hot potato feuds, just in general, um, and I think that, like, this whole thing needs to end, and we need to get some new blood in TNT Championship contention. It's just kind of getting... It's gotten old. I still maintain, and I know Wardlow winning at the pay-per-view was very important, but God, if he didn't become an absolute shit stack, Sammy Guevara versus Ricky Starks 
would have been fucking great. It would have been so good, but we didn't get it. Uh, we are getting Starks and um, Starks and Hobbs versus Jurassic Express soon, though, which is going to make me very happy. I just want Ricky Starks to get something. Like, he did an interview, and he was like, yeah, there are people who will, like, DM me on Twitter or at me and say, like, hey, man, I'm so sad you retired. I'm real upset. Like, I'm, I wish we could see you in the ring. And he goes, and that shit hurts, man, because I'm here not as much as I'd like to be, but I'm still here. Yeah. It's like you gotta, you gotta understand, like, what your limitations are in this moment. And it's like, people can't... I, I understand that it's just a lot of people being like, I wish you could be back. You're great. We know how great you are or yeah. whatever. But like, there is a point where it's like, you got to read the room on that and just let things breathe. And God, like I am, which is why I'm now excited to announce to all of you my my petition dot org campaign to replace Sammy Guevara as one of the four pillars of AEW with Ricky Starks. Please, <laughs> let's just throw him in there, folks. Uh, that's fine. Uh, speaking of people on the internet, okay, my heel of the week. Um, oh, I think so. I'm, earlier, I might know what this is. Yeah, earlier this week on Facebook, a uh, a post was getting traction around like wrestling related people on the on the social media platform. Um, that Virgil had passed away. Oh yeah. Um. Also, yeah. Big ups to Virgil is going through a tough. He's not dead, but he is going through like some really rough shit right now. So send all your love to Virgil, the meat sauce man, the meat, the leader of the meat sauce mafia needs your love right now. Help that man get his fuck money. Um, gotta get him some Olive Garden so he can get back up to snuff. Um, but yeah, th there was this post going around that he he had died and it was getting a lot of traction. Then it hit kind of um. I think Sean Ross Sapp was the first person to come out and be like, no, this is not true. This is not real. I mean, Virgil, uh, Virgil is okay. His manager has confirmed he's all right. Like he's, um, he's dealing with some stuff right now, but he is most definitely not dead. And yeah. it's just like to anybody who would even just start those kinds of rumors because it's those kind of rumors um that really these especially where these claim that somebody is passed like they get real hot until it gets tamped down but it's enough to drive clicks or whatever and it's enough to to get enough eyes on it that you can make people legitimately concerned and just legitimately sad yeah. um and so it, it's just not something that it's something that only a person who just wants to see the world burn would do. Uh, yeah, and then another thing that that person would do is impersonate Liv Morgan on Twitter. This is the third heel of the week at this point where I keep it firing on all cylinders. Because apparently Liv Morgan has blatantly had to come out and be like, quit fucking imitating me on Twitter. If you see anybody impersonating me, block them, report them right away, please, because... There was someone who apparently imitated Liv Morgan, and once again, this person may not be intelligent who did this, but at the end of the day, they, this is their money and their livelihood, so let's not make fun of them for this, but apparently someone got catfished by a Liv Morgan fake account, and almost, like, I believe they said sold their house to get them the money they needed. Jesus. Yeah, it was very fucked up. Um, it was very bad. Yep. It's a, I wonder, God, I wonder if it's the same person who was doing that thing with that one guy that attacked Seth. Blake? Yep. For the first time in Fight Boy's history, we have gotten a reply to the tweet during the show. Oh my God, we did it. We fucking did it. All right. Hey, at Garcia Wrestling, what techniques would you use to defeat a bear in a wrestling match? Take its back and choke it with its own fur like it's a gee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit, that's so fucking good. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, fuck, man, that's just... I mean, Garcia's my babyface of the week now. 
<laughs> I was about to ask you to go to your baby face of the week while I have to fucking tweet about this bear. It's like, I fucking love that. I love this bear technique. It's a great... And now we just need to... Now you just need to follow up with... At Brian Danielson. Do you concur? <laughs> I did just tweet a gif of Danielson, which was very good. Holy shit. Fuck yeah, Garcia. Let's go, boy. That's my sports entertainer of the week right week. there. Ah, my my real baby face of the week, though, is somebody who just keeps just keeps coming back as like a guy that I'm just like, you know what? You may be phoning it in in the ring <laughs> a lot nowadays. Oh. But your Twitter game is strong as hell. <laughs> That's 20-year veteran Randy Orton. Randall fucking Keith Orton. You know what? I feel like there are WWE guys who we can just be like, look, we're gonna, like Cena, we're gonna talk about John Cena no matter what. Like, I feel like Orton's also in that upper echelon of, yeah, we're gonna talk about this guy. Um, can I tell my favorite Orton thing that's apparently happened? Yes. Apparently, so for the longest time, um, in fact, it is what got Rob Van Dam stripped of the WWE Championship, uh, WWE performers could not a smoke a de wee. <laughs> Isn't that how they say it? That's how they say it, right? Smoke a de weed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whenever, like, whenever I go out on the back porch and light up, I hear just somebody from across the neighborhood go, "Smoke a de weed." Ah, uh, you smoke a de weed. <laughs> I see. Excuse me, sir. Are you smoke a de weed? So, uh, so for the longest time, that would get you a suspension, sometimes a fine. Uh, but that has not happened recently. Which is why Matt Riddle is still on the roster, even though there are other reasons he shouldn't be. And, um... But it shouldn't be weed-related, god damn it. It should not be weed-related. Apparently, it was because of Randy Orton that wrestlers are allowed to smoke weed, smoke it a weed now. It's because Randy was like, look, I'm one of your top guys, and I'm gonna fucking do it. So, try and stop me, bitch. I dare you. I mean, there was a time, like, of course, we know early on, and this is, this is angry, this is angsty Orton, this is the Orton that still had a lot of growing to do in, in, as a person and in the world, but, man, I remember, like, hearing just how many times he got popped for weed in his wellness, like, violations, just because he was, like, he was... It, it seemed there were he was down like several times because of weed, I believe, and it's just like I don't know why we would do this. He's just gonna keep smoking, and then eventually I feel like they're just like fine, Randy. This is your third time. That means we'll we'll have to fire you if you do it again, Randy. Then <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it. He's got fucking blazed eyes right now, and he just lights up in front of him. Don't test me. Then just don't test me. Don't test any of the other guys who have been hanging around me either, please. And then he just RKO who the doctor. Yeah. Randy. That's how he got out of it eventually. He just kept assaulting doctors. <laughs> it's like that fucking storyline he had with Drew McIntyre where he just beat up old men consistently in the back. Or like this, I feel like this has happened more than once. Where he just goes on a crusade, RKO- RKOing everybody at the show. Randy, we're gonna need a piss test from you. And then Randy just produces an immediate cup of piss. Randy, why do you? Whose is it? Cena's. Randy, we need your piss. Fine, pull Randy. Out a you sec- know we don't test Cena. <laughs> we you we know you- we don't. Te- Randy, come on, pulls out a second cup of piss. Jimmy Wang Yang's. Damn it, Randy! We need your piss! <laughs> Randy opens his coat to reveal numerous vials of superstar piss. All very. You want some Luke Gallows? We got that shit for you, baby. <laughs> you probably don't want that one, to be honest. You that's want a your dose only of Adam Rose? <laughs> I got you, motherfucker. Here we go. Here's um, some Neville. That I saved this Bray Wyatt like piss a, for a... 
<laughs> it's green for some reason. This is the Wyatt piss, and it's just green and glowing. Yeah. And, oh, here's the demon piss, and it's just ashes. Remember when I did that? Here's Ambrose's piss, and then it just, like, <laughs> fucking burns through the floor. It's just, like, this sniff it. That's just vodka. I know. It was before he went to rehab. Yeah. Uh, so on to my baby faces of the week, other than Ray. Oh, wait, shit. We didn't even get to why you like Randy Orton. Fuck. I just, it was, um. It's it was not his, his piss coat? I thought that might be it. No, I was going to talk about the weed situation, but it's also it's his 20th anniversary and they just let him just be crazy, kind of. And that's always entertaining to see. Yeah. Um, even though he did just take out a bunch of other like higher level guys all at once by clearing house. I do kind of I, I kind of appreciate it on another level. Yeah. Um, and also motherfuckers just been playing Elden Ring in the buzz. <laughs> I just like I get to that point. And I'm like. Yeah, I know. I know you gotta get your runes, bro. I get it. I there, feel that. There are uh, two... Randy's always pretty damn memeable. I mean, I know, like, RKO out of nowhere became a meme, but my favorite is... There are two. One I've talked about on the show before, but it is when he yeeted that Christmas present at David Otunga's head and just knocked his ass out. The other one is... I, I think he might have hit it on Christian. There was someone he hit an RKO on, nails it, gets up and does, like, a fucking perfect cheerleader split in the air as he leaps up and then just does, like, arm pumps, and then it cuts to, like, Mark Henry, who's just staring at him, like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you okay? <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's the thing about Randy Orton, is, like, he's, he's, He's at the point in his career, and he's kind of been here for a while, where he can just go through the motions most days and get a paycheck. But every now and again, Randy turns on the fun button. Yeah. And even when he's, like, just phoning it in, it's a he's pretty... Not, yeah. It's a good like, he's phone. He's always a crisp wrestler. Like, he's he doesn't, like, he does. he's never gotten, like, real sloppy or anything that I can remember. He's always good at the moves that he does, which really goes to show how good of a wrestler he is. Yeah, gorgeous scoop slam, one of my favorite backbreakers in the game. Uh, but now on to my baby faces of the week. I've got two. One is my current favorite feud in wrestling right now that is going to be coming to a head this Friday. As Danhausen fights Hook. Who could have <laughs> predicted it? Who could have, like, when Danhausen came in, I was like, well, eventually they will have him wrestle. But at this point, I kind of enjoy him being this weird background character. And I don't know who he would wrestle. It's the same thing with, like, Orange Cassidy. If you told me Orange's first match would be against Pac on a fucking pay-per-view, I would have been like, no. No, that's not right. Same with who's going to fight Danhausen first? Hook. Oh, what's the basis of the rivalry? He can't be cursed. <laughs> I beg your pardon. That's the whole rivalry. It's just Danhausen's getting mad that he won't he can't like curse Hook. I don't know why he can't curse Hook. Damn it. He has a uh, broke Hook though. Uh <laughs> Hook did break and actually smiled in the ring. The first when he called him out and said, "If you will, for the man," he said, "If you will not be cursed by Danhausen, you must fight Danhausen." And then he smiled, and I went, "Oh no!" And I then, I love that that was the thing that got Danhausen to say, "Well, I guess I'm finally going to have to fucking wrestle now." Fight me, bitch! Oh wait, no swearing. <laughs> um, and then. I guess really, I'm going to have to wrestle this ding-dang idiot at some point. <laughs> and then to really provoke Hook, Danhausen did the most despicable thing, which was just throw his chips everywhere. <laughs> and he finally got him to speak in what might be the most homoerotic segment I've ever seen in professional wrestling in a good way, as Hook just, like, slammed Danhausen up against the wall and then just said, you wanted my attention. You got it. And then he walked away, and I was like, that's a that's a fear boner I got right now. Damn, that's that's something, huh? Ooh, ooh, that's a man. <laughs> I say you're putting your curse on me, hook boy. <laughs> I am being cursed. Uh, so they're finally going to face off this Friday, which I'm very excited to see. Um, 
I'm I hope I mean I'm happy this gets Danhausen back in the ring because now we can hopefully get the fucking tequila dance mid match, which I don't I do not foresee anything happening this Friday outside of Danhausen being murdered mercilessly by Hook. Yes, that will be great, and I I hope that I hope that Taz comes back and he's just made of stem cells at this point, so his body just becomes this can become this amorphous glob as yep. he s- slinks down to the ring and f- takes the form of like young Taz to help his son fight. No, I believe if Taz when Taz eventually re- returns from the stem cells, he will look a bit li- a bit like Ben Grimm. He will just be large and made of orange rocks. It's just ready <laughs> to suplex people. Uh. <laughs> uh but that now leads me to my real baby faces of the week, two guys who have been heels their entire career, but in just one baby face turn have been my favorite thing to watch in wrestling lately, and it's FTR, who have always been good. I've always adored FTR. Um, they have always been phenomenal to watch in the ring, but also I am a, I'm a high fly boy. I enjoy, like, the Young Bucks and stuff like that. I don't usually enjoy the more technical-minded, but, like, with FTR, you can tell the passion they have for the business so much that... It overrides any other sense of, uh, 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 it's a technical match, I don't like this, or, oh, it's this kind of match, I don't It's like, no, this is just two guys who really like what the fuck they're doing, and know the sport, know its history, pay tribute to it. Like, um, the Dax Punk match a couple of weeks back, oh, shit, was so good, but, um, there is a phenomenal YouTuber, I think... Is it Promo Joe, I think their name is? I I don't know. But they released a a video that was showing that match and showing, like, clips from Bret Hart matches that all were the exact same spots. So you could tell they had watched these things and studied up. And when they announced the the Dax versus uh, Cash match for this week, they, um, someone tweeted... These two guys are going to be watching a lot of Owen Brett matches this week. At which point, Dax replied, Joke's on you. I watch a lot of Brett Owen matches every week. It's like, I, I just know that's how I go to sleep. Yeah. Idiot. Um, I, I think that the thing about FTR that I really do love is that, um, I mean, I, I actually really am into that more technical style, but with technical wrestling, it's all about the storytelling that you can perform in technical wrestling now. And they're great mm-hmm. storytellers. Like they are, they really, um, do adhere to a lot of those old school techniques, those, uh, uh, the, the elements that are, um, about more than the moves you can perform. They're about the character. They're it's about like what you do jazz, in the ring. It's like jazz, baby. It's about the moves you yeah. don't do. Do you like jazz? Do you like jazz? Uh, that was actually... It's always, that's an FTR match. Yeah. That's, it's always the little details, too. Uh, the little details in their match. Like tonight, um, I loved their match because the story was very clear of like... Dax getting a bit overwhelmed and then being like, well, I'm a bad guy. What do I do? Thumb to the eye. And then when he quickly realized like, oh, no, that's my partner. He tried to back off and then Cash is like, I'm not fucking letting you back. You just poked me in the eye, you son. And he got a lot more aggressive and kind of became the heel of the match, which was great because at the beginning, A, they didn't walk out separately, which I loved because I hate when like theme music plays for one tag team wrestler. And then the exact same theme music plays for the other tag team wrestler. It's one of my least favorite things. Just have them come out together. And they did. But Dax came out the babyface entrance. Cash came out the heel entrance. So I was sitting there going, I know how this one's going to go, folks. Yep. And that's that's one of those little things about AEW that's like those little indicators for us where you can use the the face and heel entrances in a creative way that's kind of just like an Easter egg for the match, for the people really paying attention. I feel like most of the 900,000 to a million people that watch Dynamite are those kind of people. Yeah, that's 100% who we are, which is why you don't fucking debut Satinum Singh after Suzuki and Jim. No, that's, that's exactly why you don't do that. I do have... A terrifying comment from Reddit, though, on the announcement for the MJF um, big cast match. Yeah. <laughs> and the first comment was like, 
Bring Enzo with him, cowards. No, don't you <laughs> fucking dare. <laughs> so, Scotty got shoots on <laughs> Enzo Amore. <laughs> It's about to become your most recommended YouTube video in a few of that happens. Oh, I'm so sad Joey Janela's not there, because if he did come back, you could finally bring him that plunger. God, poor Joe. I'm, I'm so excited to see what Janela does next, because he has been popping off, in, yeah. uh, popping off in GCW. But until next time, what did you learn this week? Oh, God, I... I learned that when you need a baby face, Randy Orton will always be there about to have RKO your ass off and for I one reason or another. You, and I learned if you need an excuse, just reach into Randy's special piss jacket, jacket. and pull out a random yep. jar labeled uh, Vance Archer. Um, uh, I also learned that sometimes you get lucky and they do respond to your tweets. <laughs> makes me fucking... Hell yes, Danny Garcia, you beautiful bastard. But, five years, six years since we've been doing this podcast? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, yeah, five years, and I, I think we've had likes. I don't think we've ever had a reply in the history of this show's existence. God. Well, until then, where could people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, Dark and Video on YouTube, blah, 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 blah. I don't even know why I do these outros anymore. Hey, you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Check out all my other podcasts from the weird to JWF Monday Night Ignition, which you can find on YouTube on the Fight Boys YouTube channel. And then you can find the weird at jointheweird.com. An episode just came out that apparently... Had some big secrets that everybody's freaking out at me about, but I don't know what it's about. You can find that at jointheweird.com. Also, side note, Hangman Page did misspell dynamite in his tweet, but I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that with COVID boy. Um, special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. You can go check out Mega Ran, uh, listen to his music, give him all the support. He's He's... Got a lot of great things um, that he's just always fucking doing. God, that just makes me think of the fucking winter is coming Wangman graphic. <laughs> yeah. Wangman. Uh, but yeah, you can find him at megaranmusic.com. And as always, you can find us at loadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Daniel Garcia, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs>